What's up, guys? You are on the air and off the books with Beth and Samantha and Brittany, the YA librarian. Well, she's actually not back. She's here first. But since we recorded next week's episode first, she's technically back. So I'll let you figure out. Whoa. I never left. Exactly. Okay, so today we are going to be talk each talking about books that we were well, a book, a single book that we have recently read that we really, really enjoyed. And you can find all these books at the library, so don't worry. We're not going to suggest um, books that Samantha reads on Amazon and that nobody can find. You're welcome. So, all right, Bethann, do you want to tell us about your reads first? Oh, sure. Well, your read. Your okay, singular read. So... One read, not two, just one. I just lost it. Okay, there it is. The reason you didn't finish the last book. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason why I didn't finish it. Wait, yet. question number one. Did you finish this book? Yes. Okay, so you can talk about it. We'll allow it. <laughs> we'll allow it. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. We'll Okay, so by John Scalzi, I think. S-C-A-L-Z-I. It's the Kaiju Preservation Society. And I think this actually just came out no in March 14th. It's the one with the little card on the cover. Yeah, in the bushes. Yeah, is it good? It's, it's it good? very good, but it's... I don't think that you'll like it. Okay. <laughs> but you might. It's very sci-fi. Okay. So it's essentially, it's actually a short, it's like, it's considered a novella, but it took me forever. So take that for what you will. <laughs> so it's about, it's actually about the beginning of COVID coming through. And it's about this guy named Jamie Gray, who was working for this company, kind of like Uber Eats, called Food Mood. Mm-hmm. And it's spelled like F-U with the umlauts, D-M-U, umlauts. It, it's really ridiculous. I really hated it. Something like FUD Mud. A hundred percent said that a million times reading it. Exactly. Yes. Alrighty. So, it's about this guy who's working for this company, and he goes in to pitch this thing to his boss, all right, like the CEO of the company. And he's immediately fired. Okay, and then offered a job to be a deliberator is what he's called, which is actually from, like, is stolen from, I believe they said, like, a game or something like that. I can't remember. Or a book. Anyway, so he's like, I'm not going to do that. Like, you can't fire me and then hand me a dumb job, like, or whatever, even though people make a million dollars delivering food. Anyway, so he's mad, and he goes home, and he realizes that he's going to, like, lose his, like, apartment, and his friends are going to be homeless. So he decides he's going to take the job being this deliberator. And while he's deliberating, all right, he's talking to this guy that he went to college with who had read his thesis statement because the dude actually almost has a doctorate. And so the guy at the, the his last, like, deliberation is like, this is my last delivery to you for all of your, like, Thai food that you eat in copious amounts. And the guy's like, oh, let me give you my business card, and I think you'd be perfect for this job because this guy quit. He's just like, oh, well, what's the job? And he was like, it doesn't matter because it makes like $125,000 a year. Like, we pay for your housing. He's right, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> you are correct, sir. So he's just like, go today, take the job, and like, be there or whatever. Turns out there's like this alternate dimension of Earth, okay, that they go through this like nuclear like reactor to get to. So it's Earth right now, but side by side in time. Does that make sense? Yes. Earth, but slightly to the left. Yes, yes. exactly. 
And so when they get in there, this earth has developed kaiju. Do you know what kaiju are? Is it a disease? No. I feel like the giant monsters. <laughs> giant monsters, right. Like I was close. Like Godzilla so close. Be, is a yeah. perfect example of a kaiju. And so like in this book, they say, like, where do you think Godzilla came from? Like <laughs> it is so good though. Okay, listen. So it's about them preserving these monsters because these monsters are actually like walking nuclear reactors. And it talks about like the science and how they developed this earth has developed into creating these monsters and sustaining them. And how they are like these whole ecosystems. Okay, it sounds really dumb, but it's not. I swear. It is so good. Because it's like action packed as well, because they have to fight the creatures on these monsters to preserve them. And what's so interesting is is that when we built nuclear reactors in our world, it creates a terror in our time like our world so that they think that these nuclear reactors are food. So they pass over into our world and they like terrorize and die. So it's all about how this organization is trying to save these two coexisting like plants that are side by side and how like when we open like these nuclear reactors blow or the, we, we test these bombs, we're opening these worlds like millions of different like galaxies and things like that. Sounds like science. It is a lot of science, but they do it well. And it's not boring. And, like, I think it's so cool because, like, it's almost a kind of believable to me in a way. And also, like, in the midst of all of it, a kaiju gets stolen. And, like, you have to, like, he has to go and try to find it and bring it back. And, mind you, they're, like, these colossal structures, okay? So how do you hide something that big? Exactly. People get murdered. Like, there's a bloodbath. Like... The parasites that live on the kaiju are, like, these murderous creatures that want to eat your face. And, like, it is actually very good along with being really nerdy. And it was one of the best things I've read in a long time. And I love it. (laughs) It is so good. So, yeah, five out of five, you know, read it. It's on all the things. We have it. We have it online, et cetera. That's what I read. (laughs) This is the reason that you haven't read the other book. Yeah, <laughs> it's it fine. is. It's okay. It's so good, though. You guys have to read it for 100%. I definitely saw it and was like, hmm. But it now is that really you, good. I don't know if I'd like it because it's, like, super sci-fi. It is definitely more sci-fi. There's, like, obviously there's zero or any kind of romance in it. It's just definitely, like, this alternate dimension universe kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then learning about that and, like, how the world is created and how these monsters exist And if you're not really into, like, knowing a lot of, like, different theories for, like, I mean, they talk about chemistry, they talk about, like, physics, they talk about, like, geology, like, it's very good, though. It's worth the read, I think. It was very educational and very interesting and very fun. So. Brittany, what have you read? Your single read. So, the book that I have read recently that I am giving to all of you <laughs> and didn't nudge, nudge is Iron Widow by Jiran J. Zhao. Um, I'm probably going to butcher all of these names, and I apologize for that. I am quite white. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. Hashtag facts. <laughs> no caps. So, oh, man, that's great. Iron Widow is this retelling of Chinese history 
of China's first and only female emperor, Wu Zetian. Um, and it's also kind of described as Pacific Rim meets Handmaid's Tale. Hmm. Um, and this is for uh, YA readers, but I would kind of put it on like the older part of YA. Okay. Um, simply because of content. Ah, yes. Um, it's, it's a little spicy. Okay. It's a little spicy. So it is a romance. It is a romance. Historical romance? No. Okay. <laughs> a little sly there. No. It's kind of a no. <laughs> okay. All right. Because um, like it, it's a very fantastical retelling of Wu Zetian. Okay. Um, so basically in this world, it's kind of like... So... At some point in China's history, and like maybe world the world's history, but specifically China's history, they were attacked by these creatures called the Hunden, um, and they're like these uh, mecha aliens. Okay. Yes. Okay. And it kind of like it's it, it, like it set back their history quite a bit. Oh. So. Like, socially and in some other technology, they're very, like, set back a lot. But, like, they also have things like super, like, futuristic tablets that they use. So it's a very sci-fi, too? Yeah, it's a very weird kind of dichotomy that they have going on, but it works. I like it. And to fight these mecha aliens, they currently lurk beyond the Great Wall. Um, and to fight them, they have these giant mechas called chrysalids, chrysalises, and they're giant transforming robots. And Dude, I love this. And to pilot them, they need a male pilot and a female pilot. That's and where the romance comes in. Mm. Okay, I'm mm. making speculation. This this might might upset you. Oh no! But like the, the <laughs> like the the rest of it, it I think you're gonna enjoy it. Okay. Okay. So it needs a male pilot and a female pilot. And the male pilots are able to sacrifice their female pilots to like do like super powered attacks with these chrysalids, and so it's pretty much like set in stone. Female pilots they go there, they're most likely they're going to die, and then their family gets like a crap ton of money that is for them. Bull. <laughs> so Zetian, she's eighteen, and her sister went off. <gasps> To, and it's considered like this great honor, right? Of course it is for you to, for them to do this. So her sister went off to be. They're called concubine pilots. That's her sister went off to be one, and her sister dies, and we know this from the beginning of the book. So her sister dies, but she doesn't die inside the mech. She's killed by the male pilot somehow, some other way. We don't actually know, but she's killed outside of that mech. Her family gets nothing for it. And like no one no one actually cares except for Zetian. So Zetian is like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna go sign up for this. And then I'm gonna find the guy that did it, and I'm gonna kill him. Dude, this is getting And like that is her whole plan is to kill this male pilot. She has zero plans on actually going into the machine. She plans to kill this guy, and then that's gonna be the end of her life. Because she knows that they're not gonna allow that. So she goes, she's chosen by the sky, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to kill you. Well, suddenly the Hundons attack. Oh, dang. And he's like, all right, we gotta go and get, in, get into this machine. 
and he brings her along into the machine. And she gets hooked up into it, and they're off, and she's like, I don't know what's going on. And suddenly, like, she's, like, feeling, like, being in the machine, and she's hooked up to it, right? And they're doing this attack, and she can, like, feel his presence. And she's so pissed off with him and so scared about what's happening that she does the reverse. She uses his life energy. Oh, dude. And drains him dry and pilots this thing, and everyone is confused about it, right? (laughs) They're like, what is going on? She kills the male pilot and controls the mech. Yeah, I have to read this. And that's that's like the beginning opening. What's it of this book? Iron Widow. Iron Widow. What a good name. I see yeah. it now. Yes. Uh, this is gonna be so, good. So basically, they like they don't want to kill her because she's very powerful. She's yeah. able to control these. Like she has a lot of power to control these mechs. But they also don't want to risk their other male pilots on her. Because once she gets a taste of power, she's not giving it up. And I think that's my favorite part about her character. Is that I feel like a lot of books like this, you could fall into the trope of, oh no, I need to be a good person and a moral person. Zetian is not a moral person. She's just like... <laughs> she's no, not. Like, she's she's a hero, but she's a hero for herself. Hmm. Because in the society that she has grown up in... Like, women are not valued. They're they're called concubine pilots. Yeah. Um, And so she's very much like, I don't care about any of you. I am here for me. I'm here for other women. I'm not here for you. Um, And, like, throughout the story, she's making that very clear. Like, I will kill all of you and myself. I do not care. (laughs) (laughs) She's a savage. I like like it. Like, she starts off kind of feral and just goes keeps off. going just keeps going <laughs> and it's fantastic um so five out of five for you five out of five <laughs> also to try and like rein her in line they pair her with this other male pilot who's like like energy is like off the charts mm-hmm. and like they're hoping that they'll keep each other in line um because he's always killed his female pilots. She can suck the energy out of the male pilots. They're hoping they'll level out. And they that's where the romance comes in because they start to understand each other while they're going through this. Um, but also um, another potential romance comes into the picture. But... Um, it ends in polyamory. They're all together. Multiple. Oh, they're, oh, cool. oh, oh. <laughs> they're all together, and they're all cool like, with it. Wait, wait, what, one, what one's that one? <laughs> no, so, um, the other love interest is, um, like, someone from her past, someone that she knew, like, growing up, was really cool with, would have liked to have been with, but, like, she had this plan to go kill Mel Pilot kill and then herself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she's Side like, plan. Yeah. <laughs> and then she starts getting close to this male pilot, and then the other guy comes in. And normally you'd be like, oh gosh, here we go, love triangle. That's that's great. And there's like a little friction from that, but then they're just like, nah, sure, why not? All? Why not? It's all it's all happening. Why not? <laughs> hmm. I want to read I, this, <laughs> but I'm scared. <laughs> you, you shouldn't be too scared. I think I'm gonna get to that really part. Good. She's gonna be like, what does this mean? <laughs> so like, it is for it is YA. 
so it doesn't okay. get that spicy. It it has what I I don't know how to describe it. I had a word for it and then I lost it. Um, oh, it's nondescript sexuality. So like you know that what's it's happening, happening is happening, it's happening but it's not descriptive. The They're not using the big words. Like it's like polyamory. <laughs> <Literally, laughs> I, I didn't even know what it meant. Know what that is. I don't know. What what do I call it? I don't do we need to break up the word? No. <laughs> We're gonna learn new. Updates. I really was like, wait, I know what that means, but I can't think of it right now. Like what I knew what it was. I knew it. After <laughs> you told this. me I knew. That was embarrassing. This one's also going to be having a sequel. I don't know if it's going to be a duology or not, um, but it will be having a sequel. It's like a wild ride. It is. And it's really fun just to be on the ride with her. Yeah. Um, I will give sort of a trigger warning. Obviously, we're dealing with a lot of sexism. Um, And with that comes the possibility of sexual abuse. And there is at least two spots in it where the first one is the threat of it happening. Um, the second one, you know something happens, but it doesn't describe it. Um, so I will go ahead and put that out there. But I will also say that it doesn't stop her from doing what she's doing. Like, it's just a, this is the thing I have to do. I'm going to do it and get on with my life. So she doesn't worry about it. She doesn't hang on it. It just is what it is. <laughs> So I will give that Sounds little trigger warning. Five out of five. Five out of five. I love it. It's fantastic. Hmm. Um, the author also has a YouTube channel. Highly recommend looking her up. Um, she, yeah, yeah. Because she um, she explains the history of Wu Zetian. Um, and you don't actually need it to enjoy this book, but having it made it better, like, better to read. Yeah. Um, she also kind of explains how to pronounce some of the names in the oh, book. That's um, and then she like does her own thing where she talks about like Chinese influences and culture and other movies and media. Like one of her first videos was talking about Mulan, the original animated version, um, and like rating how they did uh, incorporating yeah incorporating like Chinese myth and uh, history and whatnot. It's really interesting. Highly recommend. I think I've talked enough. (laughs) Well, I'm going to try to control my word vomit because you guys know that I word vomit when I describe books. Okay, so. (laughs) All right, let me gather my thoughts. Okay, they're gathered. Okay, so (laughs) the book that I read that I really, really loved, it was like a 20 billion out of five or a 20 billion out of 10 if you're me. Um, It's called Kingdom of the Wicked. Um, by Carrie Maniscalco, and this is a trilogy. The third book has not come out yet. So, okay, here we go. We're diving in. Dive in, head first. Might hit your head on the bottom. Okay, so. <laughs> dive lightly. Um, so, this book is about a girl and her twin. Um, their names are Amelia and Vittoria. Not with a C, just with two T's, Vittoria. And they are living as witches, and it is a time period where there are, um, it's basically like the super religious people versus the witches. And they just kind of like 
live and nobody really knows who the witches are. They're kind of like in their secrecy. So, you know, obviously they don't get murdered. So it ends up there's these young witches from ages like 16 to 18 that keep showing up dead with their hearts ripped out. And so Amelia's twin, Vittoria, ends up being one of the victims. And so, of course, Amelia is distraught and she's like, what's going on? Like, why did this happen? So she kind of destroys and ransacks their room and she ends up finding this diary of Vittoria's and she's she's finding out that Vittoria was into dark magic and that she was trying to basically um, bring one of the seven princes of hell which are like your seven deadly sins so like pride lust greed all of those so they were trying to she was trying to bring one to their world so that she can make a deal basically with the devil and Amelia doesn't know yeah I and mean, nobody <laughs> knows what this deal is so basically Amelia's like WTF um <laughs> I'm going to go figure out what the heck's going on. So she goes and she figures out how to conjure up one of the princes of hell. So she does her little magic thing and this man appears. And of course, what from what she's been told, these princes of hell are like basically like <laughs> demon creatures that are like, they're like scary. They've got like red eyes so when she conjures up this dude that who's like twenty, looks like he's twenty something years old. Yeah. So this guy appears, and it ends up being the Prince of Wrath, and so she makes a deal with Wrath that if he helps her figure out what's happening, what is, what had happened to her sister and all these witches, that she will marry the Prince of Pride, because Pride. His whole goal is to find himself a bride. Hmm. And that is why they think that's why Victoria was killed. But it turns out that's not why she was killed. So basically, Wrath and Amelia kind of make this deal that they're going to be cool with each other. Like, truce. Like, we're not going to kill each other. And we're going to work together to um, figure out what happened. So, basically, she keeps running in to these princes of hell that have somehow been conjured into the real world. So, she runs into the Prince of Envy, which he is the owner of, like, a bar, like a dive bar. And then she runs into the Prince of Greed and, obviously, Pride. So, basically, this whole time, they're just trying to figure out what happened and... Towards the end, this is a spoiler, so stop here if you don't want a spoiler, blah, 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 blah. So obviously, you guys probably know that Wrath has got, like, an attachment to her. And he... It's... Wait, I thought she was marrying Pride. She is. She has to marry Pride. So Wrath has an attachment to her, and he's like, I will protect you till till my death. Like nothing I will they make a <laughs> they make a blood pact, nothing will ever happen to you. And so towards the end does, does Pride like try to kill her and he's like, No way, man. And like So okay. Right. Okay. So okay, towards the end, Pride 
and greed basically take her entire family. Well, what's left of her family minus her sister? Um, <laughs> Cole yikes. and Cole. And some of her friends captive. And he tells her, you sell your soul. You sign this paper saying, I'm signing myself over to the House of Pride. And you sell your soul to me. And so she... To save her family, she signs her soul over to the House of Pride. She does it? Man, so, seriously. So, <laughs> this is where it gets bad. I'm just spoiling the whole thing, because you know what? I don't care. It's good. It's so good. This is where it gets bad. So, Wrath, Pride basically, like, guts Wrath right in front of her, like, right up the middle. But don't worry, he can't die. He's a prince of hell. And so, he gets conjured back to hell. And then, all of a sudden, like, Pride is like, well, obviously, now we have to go down to the underworld because, you know, you have sold your soul to me. So they get poofed down into the underworld. And so Wrath is waiting for her there. And he's like, I'm going to be the one to take you through the seven gates of hell. Like, I'm going to be the one that will walk you through. So she has to walk through the seven gates of hell to see which house she aligns with. It's wrath, isn't it? I don't know. Even though know? <laughs> it it's ends on a cliffhanger. Oh. So, so no. yeah. Oh. So basically, she is by the end of it. She wrath tells her like, I have. You can tell he has emotion for her, but he's like, I have no emotion for you. Like this was all a lie. What my Why job is. <laughs> Oh, okay. my jokes theory, on you. I thought I had feelings. Turns out I don't. My theory is that he already knows that she's going to align with the House of Wrath. And that he is tricking Pride. Because he knows that she's oh. going to have to stay in the House of Wrath. Yeah, and that's who she aligns with. So why did she sell her soul if it doesn't matter? I don't know. It's, it's It was a giant cliffhanger. It's a drama. It sounds so, like too much because Pride doesn't even care. He's just prideful. He just wants to keep her just yeah. because. Pride. So Pride, <laughs> the whole reason he wants a bride is because he like is cursed, and so if he doesn't find a bride, I believe that he just like dies, like he can never come back. So if he doesn't find himself a bride in a certain period of time, so you just, can't like, find somebody who loves you for you. You have to go, go snatch somebody out of nowhere. Stoke that ego. So exactly. he's been trying. He's the reason the witches are dying is because he's been like choosing them as his bride, and. The members of the church have been murdering them. Oh. Yeah. So. Most unfortunate. Jeez, ripping their hearts out? Come on, Well, well. Well, they're giving it over to a demon prince. That's okay, but still, that's a little drastic. She confronts her old boyfriend, which is the one who killed her sister. (gasps) She confronts him (laughs) because he's part of the church. And she's like, well, what are the hearts for? And he's like, what do you mean? And they leave it at that. They don't go. They don't no. go back. And I'm just like, you're just gonna. You're they're just probably worshiping some crazy blah blah blah. You're just gonna leave. You're just gonna leave it there, and you're not gonna tell tell us who. Okay, you don't just stockpile human hearts for no reason. Okay, so if it's not the church carrying, keeping these human hearts, and I bet it's not even the church. I bet it's some like rival something. I don't some know. Crazy witch. I, yeah. Rival crazy witch. Rival so, crazy witch that wants to what? marry pride. They talk. 
Yeah. They what if it her. is his wife? And then it's like, I have all these hearts for you because I'm the only heart you need. Or what if it's like, what if it's a fellow witch and she's kill- she's like taking all the hearts because she wants to marry Pride? <gasps> That's what I'm saying. It's like the only heart you can have is mine. So until then. What if it's her best friend? She has a best friend named Claudia. <gasps> and she was like. No, Claudia. No. <laughs> this is all speculation. We don't actually know what's happening. We're making theories here. We're speculating. Oh, no. Okay. But, like, when we get into the second book, I know I'm not supposed to talk about the second book, but I've only read, like, one chapter, so it's fine. So, the second book is basically, like, Wrath taking her through the gates of hell. And... And him falling the more first, in love with her, and then not well, him, because he's too actually well, prideful. <laughs> I hope he falls in love with her. I know that they're... Well, they're in love, you said, right? They're in love. Well, okay. They don't say. Like, Wrath obviously loves her, because... His name's Wrath, and how could you not love a man whose name is Wrath? Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> she loves him, or he loves her? They both love each other. No. But they don't. She's, she knows. It's like this hard-to-get thing. Like, she makes I it know obvious. you like me, and I like you, but we're going to play around for eight chapters until... But since she's aligned best. herself, since she's signed her, well, sold her soul over to Pride, she's like basically like yeah screw you wrath you betrayed me i'm gonna go because you know what who cares because i'm gonna have to be forced into it anyway i'm just gonna go hang out with pride over here <laughs> just chill. i guess see, uh, my soul see uh, house of pride i didn't know marriage was selling your soul well you're selling your soul to the a devil prince you know how you sell your soul to the devil people say that when i was a prince and they talk about the devil in the book but they say that the devil He's like this mysterious, like nobody, nobody That's knows. That's really weird. <laughs> yeah. So. So is it like their dad or something? They have I don't know. An angsty relationship <laughs> with their. Father? I think they're gonna re- like they're gonna like reveal reveal that, that in this book, so but um yeah. So I've learned a lot. <laughs> it's really really good. It definitely gives like small favors, like setting type vibe. Okay, I can see that kind of, but you went way off the rails because it's nothing. Like I told you, favors. I told you, word vomit, guys. Like I, once I start talking about it, you're whoop, slipping out, well, slipping you know. slide. You don't have to read the book. <laughs> yeah, but you guys need to read it, and then you need to read the second book because I can't tell you what happened. You're welcome. All I know is that they have made it to the um, house. You don't even have to read the first chapter. The Gates of Lust, <laughs> chapter two, and. It starts out spicy, so if you guys oh. like that, then Ooh, check it out. Just have Samantha tell me what happens. Yeah, you can skip the first chapter. You can skip the Gates of Lust, and then you can um, read on. And then I can safely draw it from there. Yeah. So Samantha will give you this Cliff Notes, cliff notes version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to draw you a picture? No! <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Kingdom of the Wicked by Carrie Maniscalco. 12 billion out of five. Would recommend. You heard it here first, folks. Yes. And the third book is coming out in like September, I think. So I will be pre ordering that trilogy, even though Brittany and Beth Ann told me to put my foot, phone down. So, <laughs> um, she saw the box set and then it was over. <laughs> side note I actually don't listen to them at all. So I will be pre ordering that box set. Hmm. RIP your bank account. <laughs> You know what? Keep him warm, Samuel. He'll be in the tub floating around. 
You don't you don't have money forever. Might as well let it go now. Mine goes to bills, okay? Might as well just throw it away now. Some of us have bills, Samantha. That's right. Listen, I have I have bills, but she said I do have bills. Books? Bills. Bills. Yes. Okay. So as we said in our next episode, because we're we recorded out of order, so you're in the past. We are talking in the timeline, future now. Timeline. Yes. So jumping into the future of our next episode, we will. Brittany is on the next episode as well. Shout out to Brittany. Woohoo. She's the real MVP. We actually harassed her into staying for this episode. We did. Just can't get rid of me. We actually threatened her life twice. Um, so she for will. For legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> for legal reasons, this is a joke. Or yes. is it? Dun, dun, dun. Bl- like twice. No, it is. Trouble. Don't you dare come for me, Doug. <laughs> Brittany is safe up here at ATD. Brittany is not in danger. Wink, wink. I am moving many times to the place I'm So, yes. We will be talking. Next episode is What Would Brittany Read? And I guess you will find out on the next episode What Would Brittany Read? I guess it should be What Else Would Brittany Read? Because I just shared what I would read. Yes. True. So, What Else Would Brittany Read? Besides Iron Window. And you will find out on next week's episode. We will not tell you. You have to listen. So we will see you guys next week. And have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.